When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Are you ready to start? I'm ready. Hi, it's Tom. It's the Tom Bernard Podcast with Catherine Brandt, Alex Brandt-Bernard, Andy Brandt-Bernard, Sean Bernard, and Tony Lee. This is Jesse Ventura. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. I'm not. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Bring me the news, Don Shelby. Here are the regional headlines. You want me to do that? Here are the regional <laughs> headlines, Tom. Here's the news. Oh, the news. Would you like some high-tech music, Don? Thank you. Please give me a second. Here are the regional headlines from Bring Me the News. Oh, you know what this reminds me of? On September 23rd, Al Capone. <laughs> <laughs> I kill the music. <laughs> you kill the music. Not for that. A Minnesota charities group wants to beef up lagging pull tab sales. Allied Charities is kicking off a series of meetings tonight aimed at promoting the use of electronic pull tabs. The games were supposed to help the state generate money for the new Viking Stadium, but the revenue is falling far short of expectations. The first DFL candidate has jumped into the 6th District Congressional race. The St. Cloud Times reports Judy Adams from Circle Pines will vie for the DFL endorsement. She's never held elective office before and considers herself a lead abatement advocate. Republican Tom Emmer is the only candidate to formally enter the race to replace Michelle Bachman on the Republican side. She is stepping down after next year. Congressman Keith Ellison says it is time to review the law that allows federal officials to collect cell phone data. 
Ellison says the notion that every member of Congress was briefed on the sweeping NSA program is, in his words, fiction. He spoke on ABC's This Week. He says the program's operators need to make a case for why they need that information. Stem cells might be the key to helping babies born with a rare heart defect. The Mayo Clinic is launching a groundbreaking study to see if they can improve the chances of survival for the 1,000 or so infants born every year with just half of a heart. The Star Tribune reports the Mayo will begin the study using the child's own umbilical stem cells to help fix the malformed heart. And the site used to be the home to the Model T factory. Now St. Paul City leaders hope the property that housed the Ford production plant will be the new economic engine for the city. Today, officials rather formally kicked off the demolition phase of the plan to turn the 150-acre site overlooking the Mississippi River into an urban mixed-use development. And that's what's in the news around here. What From is it? Bring me the news. That was really news. Good. You have to news. say news. It was like news. It's time for the news. Yeah, because I do that all the time. Ah, <laughs> uh, no question about it. Uh, I, 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 it makes me kind of sad to know. We used to. John, uh, Mike Evans is our Hollywood reporter on the KQ Morning Show, has been for 16 years. And the people at the Ford plant in St. Paul, on uh, every every Friday at uh, 640, they would all gather together in the plant and sing Aloha Friday <laughs> with Mike Evans. And they did it every week. And then they shut the plant. And so it kind of makes me sad to see that plant going away. Uh, how many places around the country has this happened? There, uh, This is according to um, a... a operation that keeps track of all of this stuff called the Center for Automotive Research. It's in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and there were 450 uh, automaker-owned plants. Of them, since uh, 1979, 270 Jesus. have closed. Man. And we're often talking about uh, the loss of the, the Ford plant. We're talking 100,000 employees over mm-hmm. uh, a span of time um, disappeared from the, the scene. And uh, the, this is how many automakers? Four, well, of the big, the three. The, of the, the big, just the big three. That's right. Because everybody yeah, else then, stayed. Then up. four Studebaker, if you go back far enough. <laughs> yeah, Studebaker. Yeah, well, they moved to Rambler. Canada. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Because everybody under the age of 1,000 is going, what the hell is he talking about? That's what we'd like to know. Oh, the so, Duesenberg. I forgot about that. Duesenberg. Yeah, it's it's right. a doozy. That's where it came from. That's right. I, I, I just, uh, again, for... It's a personal thing, I guess. For me, it has a great history, but it has a great history. Anyway, you mentioned the Model T. Yeah. Um, It has a great history beyond the Model T because uh, there are three baseball fields on that property that uh, people really don't know or realize that the Ford Motor Company gave to the city of St. Paul and those have spawned some incredible ballplayers. Jack Morris, Mm -hmm. Joe Maurer played on that. Um, There were a number of individuals who played there uh, on this Ford property. And then went on to greater fame, hmm. uh, but that's just uh, one part of the of the puzzle. The Model T uh, was actually made and manufactured first in Minneapolis. Now, if you go to Target Field and you sit in the stands and you look up to that building that has the big water tower sitting on top of it, the old timey water tower, yeah, that Ford was the Ford assembly plant. Right, right. Now I want to make that differentiation between an assembly plant and assembly line plant. Right. Not the one that just closed down. Right. That's an assembly line. Okay. And, of course, Henry Ford made famous the uh, the assembly line. But this was an assembly plant where they put the cars together by hand. And they, yeah. they just worked in garages and they put these cars together. That was the original Ford Model T plant. Then they went across the river because they had all the electric power and they needed something to run the big assembly lines, the big motors. And so they had their own power plant there at the Ford Dam. And which, by the way, if you like to fish, has uh, right at the tail race, right across as that dam empties in the lower area downriver, is a great place to catch walleye and sauger. Sauger is like a walleye. Really? Yeah. Never heard of it. S-A-U-G-E-R. Sauger. Sauger. So... Is it edible? It's really edible. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. She put up well a there. <laughs> now, Tony, uh, is the Ford Assembly factory that, that uh, Don's talking about, isn't that where they made all their money so they could support Hitler before World War II? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Did you guys ever tour that facility? Oh, he no. just changes the subject. Yeah. Like, just uh, by the way. If you, uh, How would he know? He's a big buddy, wasn't he? He's mm-hmm. a young pup. 
Tony. That's, I mean, that, that was Tony. rumored to be so. Oh, I don't think it's just a rumor. No, it's really? not a rumor. <laughs> it's not a rumor. Well, no, no, he was a supporter of uh, Adolf yeah. Hitler. Adolf, Adolf Hitler. So, you know. So, so Mercedes, you can't have a Mercedes. You can't have a Ford. Ford. Whenever we drove by the plant, we we turned away. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did. What was your question, Tony, again? Well, I just wondered if any of you guys had toured the plant. Yes, I have in been in the plant existence. many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the one they're, telling, they're tearing down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, many years ago. Uh, absolutely. It, it, it's, I think for most Minneapolis, well, I, I don't know about people from Minneapolis because they don't go to St. Paul. And I, it's still <laughs> so bizarre. I know, I know people from Minneapolis who have never been I to know. St. Paul. It's wow. unbelievable. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it really is. I mean, it's with like, the Excel really... Center there, you'd think they'd have some reasons to go over there. Yeah. I mean, go over Grand Old Day or something. Where the hell did Hines go? He was here, and then all of a sudden he just I disappeared. He found the beer. He did. Oh, God. Oh, Uh-oh. man. He's never coming then. He found we'll the- just have to bring it. We'll just have to lead it like a carrot. Honey, <laughs> what? you know what uh, your friend Don Jelby said to me? No, I do not. I asked him if he Don, would get me a root beer, and I wanted a diet root beer. And I said, well, this is not a diet root beer. It's a regular root beer. And he says, you're worried about that now? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Tony. What are you laughing at? That's a funny line. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Turncoat. Turncoat Tony Lee. Yes, I am not going to put anything that is dangerous <laughs> in my body. Into my body. It is a point. temple over there. <laughs> I've noticed. And it's becoming more of a temple every day. Oh, whoa. Okay. Uh-oh. Shelb is a quipster. Avert your eyes quickly. Remember that week that we were in a partnership together? <laughs> remember that? That really worked out well, man. It was a complete. No, I, so I'm just having my, my root beer uh, because, you know, people just attacking me left and right. Just... So what are it's they going to put? Us. Yeah, I know. It is. <laughs> what are they going to put at that site? You said an urban what? Mixed use. Hell's yeah, that well, that's a catch-all phrase. When I say it's going to be well, lots use. of different things, there's going to be residential. There's going to be some commercial. There may I don't know. Uh, I haven't heard anything about manufacturing or, or anything no. going on in that area. But this is prime real estate. I mean, oh, this absolutely. is right on the river. It has always been very, very uh, prime. But the the fact is, they have plans on the table, and, and they're going to carry it through. Uh, and it is being destroyed today. So if you haven't uh, been to uh, St. Paul ever, uh, this would be a good time to go around the Highland Park area and go over and see what used to be one of the most famous uh, yeah. manufacturing plants and one of the great incubators of the economy of the state of Minnesota for years. Did it just become outdated, the fact that the facility itself? Well, it wasn't uh, outdated so much so. because they were thinking about actually retrofitting it and doing uh, hybrid cars in there mm-hmm. for a while at a lot of people had gone to the Ford Motor Company and pleaded not to shut it down. Timbaland, it's just yeah. that the Ford Ranger that they were making, right. which was the smaller of, the, of yep. the trucks, just wasn't doing as well as they wanted to do. Yeah, I just I don't understand why that beautiful – well, as you said, though, 270 around the United States, I guess they all had the same thought. Yeah. And but a lot of those are in the Rust Belt. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and then there's this trickle-down uh, – problem because when a big plant closes, that means parts manufacturers who are not in the uh, manufacturing of cars business, but in the manufacturing of the little deal that you... Like uh, Mopar? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are in trouble. The people who make the automatic transmission, the people who make the headlights, all of those people who are not in the uh, circle of Detroit, Mm -hmm. not in Dearborn or in St. Paul... But you have to go to the parts places. Those are also suffering and closing. Delco Remy. Really? Uh, yeah. And that's terrible. It yeah. is terrible. So are they just moving out of the country? What are they doing? I mean, wh- where is all the assembly taking place now? Uh, Mexico is one place yeah, that uh, the assembly is taking place. Uh, interestingly, a lot of Japanese uh, and Korean manufacturers have come to the United States Mm-hmm. To the south. Alabama. So in Alabama, there's great car manufacturing operations going on there, Tennessee as well. So uh, then the Saturn has gone away. But uh, you, you still find Toyotas that are made here. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, it's an interesting trade that we've made because we're not sending assembly jobs to Japan. Right. We're sending them someplace else where a better, they get a better deal. I want to get your opinion on something because I've always wondered, and no, no one's been able to answer this question for me. So World War II wraps up, and the United States supposedly, along with the Allies, they just everybody did well, and we won the war, and everything's magnificent. 
there's a certain level of apparently of arrogance in the automobile industry in America. We send our best engineers to Japan and, you know, well, Germany had already been kicking it pretty good. Yeah. But we sent all our engineers to Japan and had no interest in in forming a partnership. We just gave them all of our knowledge, all of our technology, just handed it over and walked away. Why did we do that? Well, we were doing that because we're Americans. And uh, we're the rebuilders of countries that right. we helped destroy. Right. It is part of our uh, conscientiousness. It is a part of our guilt-building, guilt, guilt uh, systems that we have. And so if we have caused great harm, we want to rebuild. It's it's a basic uh, tenet that Colin Powell used to talk about. If mm-hmm. you break it, you own it. And we felt an obligation, especially after Hiroshima and Nagasaki in mm-hmm. Japan, to do something to not destroy that entire culture these people, but to help rebuild it. And so the occupation was that that portion. We did do, as you uh, point out, take some really intelligent people over there and and help them reestablish a manufacturing trade. But it wasn't until the Japanese took control of their own companies that they started kicking our ass. I will tell you this. You attack me, then I kick your ass. I ain't helping you rebuild shit. <laughs> I'm just telling you. you attack, they attack us. I'm yes, sorry. That's true. I'm sorry. That's yes, true. we did destroy their country, uh, parts of it in any case. You attack us. I really don't feel any obligation to help you rebuild anything. That's because you're a badass. But oh, but, here but, we no, go. I'm just going to say we have that, headphones here, that yeah. in the you can join in, in the clear blue light of day when you wake up and yes. say, "Is there anything that I should be doing for these children?" But not let me, let me just say children. Okay. Yes. Because you have to think about the children who are the uh, kids of the people who were part of the attack. Let's say. But what the about the children of the automakers? Look at all the children that are suffering now because of that decision. We never think 10, well, I should say 10, but 50 years ahead. We never think about that. Seven yes, we helped out all of the children in, in Japan, hopefully. We helped them. But then we abandoned the hopes and dreams of our own people in the Rust Belt. It wasn't presumptive at that point that that was even uh, a part of their thinking, that well, that was going masters. to happen. Well, the steel oh, industry was going great guns at that time. Yeah. Look Nobody saw that it was going to end. I'm not sure you could have predicted that by helping I Japan. Oh, I was right. You should have been president of the United States. I, mean, I will tell you this again. It was last week because I was going to run for governor, but now I'm going to run for president and kick out half the people. <laughs> Get out of the country. Get out. And would that be based on whether you – if you don't agree with me. That's correct. That's right. I'm going to become a liberal. If you don't agree with me, then you absolutely just disagree with me and get out. So what do you think? You remind me, I just had this a conversation with a friend of mine. I got an email. We get these mass emails as real estate agents saying that the city of Minneapolis wants everyone who has a garden to grow extra food this year because the mm-hmm. food shelves are down and blah, blah, blah. And I, and I told my friend who's a gardener, I said, so you're going to plant a few extra roses? She goes, Fuck no! Let them grow their own goddamn garden. Give <laughs> them the seed. The gentle, How about a hoe? The gentle Catherine Brennan. No, you know, I'm but like, isn't well, that correct? So. No, listen, Catherine. Let's put another way. It's something that we've heard over and over and over in our life that you don't you don't give. Someone fish, you teach them how to fish. Mm. For that fish, we never heard of. That right, sauger. Sauger. <laughs> but but that's sauger. exactly. Never heard of that's, sauger before. That's no. a mean expression of that exact thought. Yes, saying, it you know, is. Why? Why don't uh, people of limited means, but they have a, a yard and some sunshine, if we can find seed, right. grow grow a garden? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of abandoned lots. Sitting there in there Minneapolis, are. they could Indeed. easily be gardens. And I'll tell you what: poor people throughout time were the gardeners of food to eat. Right. It wasn't rich people with great lawns and and space mm-hmm. to have gardens. No. It was people who lived in essence subsistence. Right. This is an attack on the one percenters. Is that what this is? <laughs> it is an attack. Oh, good lord! On the one percenters. Wait a minute! I am a one percent. Oh. I'm not. I what? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm attacking myself. What the hell here, am I ladies anyway? And gentlemen. Uh, on Twitter, someone pointed out, hey, Tom, great thinking to ask people to call into your podcast when most of us are listening on our iPhones. <laughs> oh, that does make it. <laughs> so I can either call in oh, or I can No, but listen. an iPhone 5. I thought an iPhone. Oh. Uh, yeah, you can. You can on make a phone call. Five. Yeah. But not how many people have those? I thought you're supposed to be able 13. to do both with an iPhone, right? iPhone 5. I don't know about before that. Andy? What? 
Yeah, you, you just go ahead. <laughs> just, lost press. Go ahead. Don't hit end. Just press the uh, center bottom button, and then you go to your phone and make a phone call. So and you can call in and listen. Yes. No, uh, I'm not sure you can listen at the same time. Oh, yeah. Um, and there, you don't want them to have that on because you're no. getting feedback. Well, there uh-huh. is a way to do that, I remember, um, but I haven't used an iPhone in a while. But if you're listening to audio and you go back to the home screen, I think if you, like, flick the bottom, you know, the little place where all the icons are to the right, there will be an audio thing, like with play and pause and so forth. Yeah. And if you hit play on that, I think that should do it. Although that might just be for music. I don't really know. Oh, all that's right. great. Give People it a try. try. That. See what happens. Yeah. Somebody, also, please. Yes. Also on Twitter from The Boy Plunger. I've never liked John. I- no. <laughs> Actually, it says uh, at Radio Tom Bernard at KB the first. Looking forward to John Hines. Dig deep into his 70s and 80s radio history. Wondering about Brown Institute, KSTP, WLOL. Well, just keep on going. He's worked every goddamn. <laughs> it hasn't been that many. Just keep- well, seven. Over 40 years, that's not bad. No, it's not bad, actually. Is that 40 years? Yeah, I've been doing this 40 years oh, in town. man. Look how skinny he is, Mr. Bicycle Rider. Yeah, bring it up a again. Little bit, a little bit Fif- strong. 50, 60 miles he's biking. That's insane. Yeah. 70? I Did bike like 12, and daily? I'm like, I think no, I'm Superwoman. <laughs> we 70 had, miles I'm daily. a fair weather rider, so when was the last time we had enough? So you didn't ride yesterday? Uh, no, I did not Douche. ride yesterday. <laughs> oh man! No, we were going to get together ones. yesterday, and he said, "I got to ride my bike." Okay. <gasps> well, it was laboring all day. In your defense, it's okay. Anyway, I think the boy plunger is right. <laughs> to open up the conversation with John Hines, and again, if you're not on your iPhone listening, six one two three one three zero two eight seven, you can call now. John Hines with us. I can't remember the year, and I guess I don't want to remember the year. But I was kind of sitting around at KSTP. 1975. Thanks for bringing that up. Sorry. Damn, John has some pipes. Never translated that way on AM 1500. Yeah, it did. Well, absolutely. Yes, you do. You always sound the same. Yeah. Yeah, but I was nervous then. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? (laughs) But I was, I had, I had just left. Which time? Like, yeah, I did leave there like four times. <laughs> you know, until KQRS, the longest I ever held a radio job was nine months, ever. I definitely believe that. And when they gave me the job, they said, you know, we, we want you to stay at least like six months. If you could stay six months, it'd be great. I said, you got to understand something. I don't quit. I get fired. So, <laughs> you know, I guess it's pretty much up to you what you want to do. But I had, uh, yeah, I got there in, what, late 72, early 73, something like that. And I came and went and came and went a few times. And then in 75, I went over to WDGY, and that's when you came to KSTP. Yeah, probably about right. I was, um, But you were back there again since then because I think I remember yeah. driving in from somewhere and hearing you on the air. And I thought, I think I'll just stop it. And you might have been doing some fill-in then. You might yes, have come back and do some right. fill-in. With Mark Driscoll. Yeah. And I thought, yep. I'll just come down uh, you know, to the to the. the, the Building that time forgot there, and uh, <laughs> that's really stop nice. in and uh, yeah, that's really. Nice. I hadn't met you till I walked in. No, right, exactly. No. And you were, you'd come from Normal, Illinois, or somewhere. Well, well actually, South Minneapolis. Yeah, <laughs> no, but you were <laughs> close. You were oh, yeah, Illinois. Illinois. Bl- Bloomington, Normal. Yeah, for thirteen months, three weeks, four days, and thirty-seven minutes. <laughs> I mean, I, I know that for a <laughs> really fact. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just wanted to get home. I know that for a fact. And you were you came home to WWTC at right, that time. right, right, right. Which and is I about have, two or three blocks, or two or three doors down from where uh, WCCO now sits. Which is where you are now. Yeah. And I, I, I should mention, by the way, that, I, and I don't know why it was, I just happened to become a listener of yours at WWTC before you left there to come to KSTP. Because when you came, you knew that, didn't you? No. Oh, you didn't know Nobody that? Nobody listened to WWTC. <laughs> I did. I, I had been listening to you. There was you and one other guy I used to listen to on TC. Who else? Who else did they have? Well, uh, Glenn Olson was there in the morning. Glenn Olson was there, yeah. Um, Glenn's not Greg Gears. Anything. Greg Gears? Or was it Gary Gears? Which one? <laughs> Gary Gears. Gary Gears later on went on and, well, they both did voiceover. Yeah, but but one of them was local. Greg was out. One of them was in Chicago and one of them was here. Yes. Gary was, Gary was in Chicago. Greg was here. So that was Greg that was here then, yeah. There was another guy, by the way. I, every time I look at Shelby, it, it comes to mind. One of, and I can't remember which which gears it was, but somebody asked me a question about either Gary or Greg or whatever, and I, I, I commented on something. Well, I didn't rip them or anything, but one of them came to me and said, 
I understand you're making rather furtive comments about my family. I said, why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> That's furtive. Yeah, if you're going to say furtive. Yeah, if you're going to say furtive. <laughs> I can't believe you just said furtive to me. <laughs> yeah, you it's said a lot furtive. Of <laughs> <laughs> Let's take God. You. But, I, you know, I've been working on that. I don't tell everybody to fuck themselves anymore. But I've been pretty good for like 90 days. Yes. Better. <laughs> Better. <laughs> You've been working on it better. But, yeah, I do remember you came in. You were, God, you were not very old. No, I was um, uh, 20. 21. I was 18 when I started doing this, so right. 20, 21. Yeah, you were 20, I think. I probably have been married four years by that time. Because you are, you are what? Is it one or two years and one day younger than I am? Uh, two, I believe. Two years and one two, day. Two in a day. Every goddamn year, there's another. I know. I just, you have to know. <clears throat> I've known John for 40 years, almost 40 years. He took me in twice, actually. Every year. Oh, that's right. We lived together. Took two, me two in twice times. when I was oh, between wives. Right. We God. were roommates. That's exactly right. Sounds <laughs> in any case, so every year, November 8th. Hey, John, happy birthday. Oh, that's right. Yours is coming up. It was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like 25 straight years. You know, if you go back to that, that, that other thing, comment about the 70s and 80s, you'll remember, you'll see, you recall why there's a lot of these things I don't remember vividly. Well, there is that. <laughs> there is that. What happened was, uh, what year was that, 1978, 79, when we first became roommates? Yeah, probably. Seven, yeah, maybe even before that. So my brother Terry gets divorced. John has a little tussle at the house. So the three of us go together. <laughs> And rent this huge house over in Kenwood. It's got a billiard room. It's got the big screen TV. This is in 1977. So, so nobody had that stuff, right? So we got everything. This beautiful, beautiful house. It's still there. It's on the corner of what? Lincoln, Lincoln and Emerson. Lincoln and Emerson. So about three, four hours later, Terry and John, oh, you know what? We have to move out. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> I got this massive house, oh, and these guys are both gone. John, that wasn't very nice. Story. I think it may be. I may have reconciled it and moved. You did reconcile. Yes. And you left behind so you the water So you should have been happy bed. for me. <laughs> yeah, except I had to pick up the tab. Other than that, you water know, bed. you and Terry. How did that reconciliation bed. work out for you? It lasted. <laughs> lasted yeah, you're, are you married now? No. Okay, so. No. Good. No. <laughs> Looking for a place to stay? <laughs> oh, I know a house at Lincoln and Emerson. <laughs> no. Never, um, never again. Um, As you drive by, it's the house on the northeast corner, right? Uh, it's that house. Yes, absolutely. No, so, northwest corner. Northwest corner. What was the rent back in those days no, it was for a mansion? I bet it was seven. Hundred? Yeah. Oh it wasn't God. more than that. That was your part. You think? I think it was seven, seven, and seven. Really? No, I, I, I no. it was less than a grand. Yeah, I, th I think it was less than a grand. I wow. Can't even get an it apartment. was, yeah. yeah. It was magnificent. Too. Did you guys have parties? Never. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> I do remember. I can't. No, never mind. I don't, my kids are here. I can't talk about that. Oh. Please don't. No. Moving forward. I'll leave. We don't we did, want to uh, know about your sordid stories. Nothing sordid. <laughs> Chicks, man. Chicks, man. Well, well, you were in the record business at the time. I right? was working at Capitol Records. You were working at Capitol Records. And you were at where? LOL. Yeah. You were at LOL? No, at LOL started then? Yeah. No, I was still at, at KS. Still at KS? Because I was oh, doing was the second a... time you moved into my house, you were at LOL. Because yeah. <laughs> okay. LOL was like your big, big gig, right? That was 10 Excuse years. Me. Yeah. 10 years. 10 years. And then... Um, it was only 10 at, years? Yeah, about that. Yeah. Nine, you were there longer than that. 81 to 91, I think. And then um, at K102 for, uh, for 17 years, I think. That was, oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, K-102 for right. 17 years. Yeah, 16 or 17 years. Jesus, I didn't know that. Didn't seem like that. I thought it was the See, I would have thought it was the opposite. <laughs> no, no, that was... Um, and I still get together with, with Bergie on occasion. We go How out is Bergie? Grand. Bob Bergie. Where is he? Retired. Burnsville. Oh. Yep. And, um, and able to retire. Maybe he has some stories about you. You know, but the thing about it is... The thing about it is, and he will tell you himself, he doesn't remember a lot of them. Oh, I bet not. Because um, he had, you know, uh, and he talks about this. He uh, has not drank now since I forget how long it's been, but he um, really got into it. I once asked it's him. when 30 we, years. Yeah, when we connected him uh, with, again, I asked him, you know, because we were both beer drinkers. I said, well, how much beer did you drink? He says, I didn't drink beer anymore. I said, what did you drink? He says, I'm what you would have called a buck 75 a day. Oh. One and three quarter bottles of uh, one of those one and three quarter liter jugs of vodka. Oh, wait, 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 wait! One and three quarter liter. Jugs. One of those one and three quarter liter with the with the so little handle. Quarts. Yeah, yeah. Holy wow. shit! Two quarts. Yeah. I don't even understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A day. Yeah. 
Andy yeah. and Mike and Molina are the only two males in this room that uh, don't didn't have problems. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, you still have problems. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. John just pointed himself. No, actually, I was, I was just sitting off. here wondering that you that two quarts a day was a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was slacking. We've got a caller. Honest to God, two quarts. Oh, we, who's on the phone? Paul Stagg, a former radio guy. Oh, Paul Stagg. 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 Wow. Oh, my Be God. prepared Paul. to hang up quick. He was uh, wasn't he a longtime voice at WCC? Yeah, WWTC. Right. Yeah, WWTC. Yeah, yeah, WWTC. Guys, oh yeah, you guys are having way too much. Fun. <laughs> What's up, Stag? Uh, not much. I'm uh, still in radio myself. Where? At uh, the station that I started in in 1957. Where? Wilmer. <laughs> Honest to God, <laughs> Wilmer. Do you know the Rasmussen family? We love Wilmer. The, the same family still owns it. We built a house on the lake out here, and I oh. thought I was going to retire. And uh, the family said, no, you're going to do some afternoon shtick. So that's what I do. <laughs> nice. I will uh, tell nice. you, ladies and gentlemen, for our, our some new listeners, the Paul Stagg, the legendary voice of, uh, of Minnesota radio and, and parts beyond. Parts unknown. Isn't that what they used to say on the AWA? Yes. Uh, Parts of, but yeah, Paul Stagg. I mean, my God. You guys, uh, uh, well, let's see. Let's back up a little bit. Uh, Tom, do you remember making fun of me the way I said my name on CCO? No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, right. You called no. me to tell me to go fuck myself? <laughs> yeah, basically. That's... No, I started, I started giving you grief on CCO, and then uh, Clay Kaufman came to me, the manager, and said, no, we don't do that. I love Clay Kaufman. I yeah. love Wasn't him. he a sweetheart? He was yeah. the nicest man you'd ever. Uh, Clay Kaufman was possibly the best general manager in the history of this movie. Wait, wait, wait. Honey, write that down. Dad likes somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it's on record. Uh, Clay, we have yeah. it on record. So, Clay, yeah, Clay, would, he would have done that. He'd come to you and say, no, we don't do that. Yeah, Listen, right. Leave it up Shelby, to Shelby. Shelby doesn't remember me from the TV days over there because he was drinking back then. <laughs> I have no memory. I have no memory of who I the think, fuck you are. I think that's <laughs> a convenient excuse. God, that's good. I told you so. No, Paul. He was stumbling around the halls over there, and somebody said, "Hang on to him." Paul, no. Who? who we got. We got to talk about the guys you worked with uh, throughout your career because there got to be some names, man, big names. Oh, we had some fun time. Well, let's see. First of all, John Hines. Well, and I said what? big names. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. Because, Paul, what, we didn't work no. together, did we? No, but do you remember what I said to you when you applied for work at WWTC when I was the program director there? Um, Like 1971 or two? Well, that, I was, that must have been right out of Brown Institute then. Because I think I, you were. And, and you might have you said, just forget about this and go find a different line of work. <laughs> Basically, that's what I said. You you yes. came in and auditioned, and I said, I don't think you're quite ready yet, John. Yeah, well, I must have just been out of there then. You must have yeah. been, but you you got mad at me and left. And uh, I don't blame you a bit. I should have uh, hung on to a talent like you. I don't believe that for a minute. I don't believe that I would have gotten. I don't get mad at anybody. No, I know. But this was when you were, what, 19? 19. Yeah, yeah, it would have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we had some great names at CCOFM at at first. Oh, yeah. uh, of course, um, Rob Brown what... was the manager, and he and I got this tape from this kid down in uh, Iowa somewhere, Waterloo or something like that. And I said, Rob, you got to listen to this one. This guy's got some good good voices. And it was Tim Russell. Oh God, oh, yeah, sure, Tim, Tim Russell. Yeah, great and so. We called him up, and sure enough, he came up. And I'll never forget it, because one of the first things he said to me after being there for a week is, "How do you do this freelance thing?" All oh, right, yeah. Well, yeah. Then he owns yeah. the market. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, then he took off and took all our money, guys. <laughs> and, and, and Paul, as soon as you said CCOFM, then it's yeah. I do remember going down there. Robinson Brown was the uh, was he the general manager? Yeah, at that in the beginning. Yep. Yeah, and who was the uh, was I want to say Dave Teller. Do I have that right? Well, Dave was on air, yeah. On air in the evenings down there? Just wacky, wacky man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wacky man. What was the douchebag's name that then came in? John, he was he was all over the country as a program director. He came to CCOFM. Oh, I recall. John. I know who you're talking about. John Long. I think of his last name. John Long. I, John, yes, exactly. I had been kicked out of this market in 1975. No one would hire me because... I had too good an attitude. Mm-hmm. So, 
Pollyanna. <laughs> I went to Fargo for a, a year and something, whatever. And I said, well, I'm going to try to get back into radio in Minneapolis. So WCCO-FM had an overnight job open on the weekends. It wasn't even through the week. It was a weekend overnight job. And I sat and talked to him. And he looked across the table and he said, you're just not good enough. Uh, for an overnight How much longer do you expect job? to live, asshole? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he told me. He said, you're not good enough to work here. Well, I mean, he didn't skirt the issue either. Where is he now again? Oh, that's right. He's dead. (laughs) Oh, he died because of that decision. Is that what you're saying? But, Tom, I remember you. We'd bump into each other uh, at freelance jobs. At freelance jobs, yeah. Absolutely. Up in the IDS, and you were trying to figure out where in the world you were going to go and make some money. Exactly. And it never worked out. No. No, it never did, did it? Uh, What are you going to do? Yeah, uh, that was another business when I first got in the business. No, you're never going to make it. It's just not going to happen. The freelance. Well, you you were promoting records, weren't you? I was working at Capitol Records, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It was a ball. Paul, this is unbelievable. So you're on the afternoons now in Wilmer. Yeah, I I have to get in here by about 1230 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon and uh, record a few newscasts. There's four stations here that the lenders own. And uh, then I do a live hour from 5 to 6 called, you ready? Mm-hmm. L- live at 5. All right. Li- how'd you come up with that? <laughs> I'm going to steal that. <laughs> that was, yeah, I'm going to steal that. Time. We can do live and, at 4. And uh, then I go home. There's nothing wrong. Are you ever going to get out of radio? It'll never happen, will it? No. I, uh, I I'm very, very surprised to say that uh, this past November I celebrated my 55th year and so I'm shooting for 60. Wow. Well, shoot for 60 because that you're one of the great talents, Paul. I mean, well, so are you guys. All ah, come on. Oh, shucks. I know. <laughs> Alex. So what are the call letters in Wilmer? Uh, K-W-L-M is the AM at 1340 on your radio dial. <laughs> Alex, and we're in Wilmer. Okay, yeah. perfect. And then uh, we have uh, two FMs. 102.5 is the uh, 100,000 water we've got here. It's KQ um, IC, not your KQ, Tom. And uh, then we have another country station at 100.1 called Big Country and a uh, 1970s, 80s uh, gold kind of station called The Train. And uh, oh, it's a 106.5 out here, so... We're having fun. Paul, do me a favor. Say W for me. W. Thank you. <laughs> Always did. Wow. Paul Stag. Not many people can do that. W. Yes. W. Is that w? Don, I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, pleased for you the way you've been keeping so active. I don't have much. Are you talking to me or Don? <laughs> talking to Don. Say Don or John. You know, he John rides a bike. No, All of you. Too. Well, John, Don, and Tom. Hey, there's a crew right. for you. Exactly. Um, no. Uh, is your hearing still intact? <laughs> well, here's why I am. You stopped talking for a moment. I just wanted to tell you. I was just telling I was, I was saying this to Don beforehand. You know, I'm just taking a senior moment. You no, no, no. It's a question you can ask anybody in radio. I mean, how good is, how good, how, Catherine, how good is Tom's hearing? Not. It, well, no? it depends. If oh I mutter something gosh. derogatory under my breath, 10 miles away, he hears that. He picks up on that. But the TV has to be on full blast. Oh, yeah. So I don't really know. But, but, I'm, really I'm, sure. I'm serious. You know, 55 years of doing this with headphones on the side oh, of your yeah. head. How good is your hearing these days? Yeah, that's right. It's not. And, <laughs> you know what? I was in the. Uh, uh, I got drafted during Vietnam, I and I was in artillery, and so I had the big oh. guns blowing in my ears for a year and a half. And so oh, God. that, combined with radio earphones, has really given me a wonderful hearing test right now. Yeah. Paul, let me say it's wonderful of you to call in. It's great to talk to a radio legend. 55 years in broadcasting in Minnesota. Yeah, and if you ever want to come yeah, to the and, big and city. I, I love you guys, too. It's, uh, there's some great memories uh, listening to you guys, and I learned from all of you. Not from me, you didn't. There's yeah. nothing to learn there. There's nothing to learn. Paul, thank you, sir. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Please Good call back. To you. Good to talk to you. Keep this up. It sounds great. Thank you, Paul. It's very kind of you. Yeah. Okay. See ya. What a, what a wonderful. We're getting these wonderful surprises now. I mean, we are. Yeah, the chat was uh, pretty happy about yeah, that. Yeah, the chat room is crazy today. Blowing and up. And I think it's because of John Hines. What are they Everybody saying? was excited for Hines. I think to my be kid on. is listening. Oh, really? Uh, the one Do you know, know what his handle is? In Ireland. Oh. Oh. Um, he's got two. He's got at Cranky Yankee. I don't think I saw <laughs> or no, that. At, at, I'm sorry. At, um, yeah, cr- or Corn Dogs Ireland, I think. Corn Dogs Ireland. 
and they, that's his business over there. And then what's the other one? I think just his name it might be. Or Heinz will do. H-I-N-E-S-L-D-O. Well, he's not on the chat room. He could get on. If you're listening, get on the chat room and ask your dad something. Darn it. Isn't he the one that he's <laughs> old enough now where I can call him a derogatory name? Thank God. <laughs> this is a kid when he was, what, five years old? No, that was his brother. Oh, it was his brother? That was his older <laughs> brother. You're thinking about who, when you call the house? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah John's kids always are really respectful. Call over there. And I don't, I don't remember what I said to him. But yeah, I know you, you, okay, go ahead. You tell us. Looking for me. I was looking for you. It was back at KST, about KSTP time. And, and he, you were, he, he was were five. Cat man. And he said, oh, you know, the marriage is not going well. You were the no. cat man. <laughs> you, were, you were cat man. Yes. You were cat man. And you, was, yeah. it, and you said to my son, tell him cat man called. And he's like, tell him cat man called. And <laughs> so, and my son's like, what it was, you remember this, right? I do remember this. Eat my kitty litter. <laughs> That's what he said to me. <laughs> and he was like, five. How old was he? <laughs> he was five. Five, five or old. six years old. He thought it was a prank call or something Eat like my that. my kitty litter. <laughs> Just hung up on. Them. That's a true story. Honest to God. So you've been holding a grudge. We've had rocky moments with John's you know, family. I remember John was asking asking if he should do a PSA, and I said, "Yeah, just go on there and say join the army. I don't have time to do a PSA." And his wife got all pissed off at me because I told him to say join the army during the Vietnam War. Now I have a question, Tom. When he said, eat my kitty litter, and hung up, yes. were you saying, go fuck yourself, <laughs> right as he hung up? Even though he was five years old. Well, you know, and sometimes people would call, my older son, at a very young age, sounded the same way I do. Yeah, he did, yeah. And you would, somebody would call, one of, the, one of my friends would call the house, they'd be on the phone with him for about maybe a minute and a half or so, and then finally go, I think you want my dad. And he'd hand the phone over, and it'd be like, what were you saying to my kid? Oh, yeah, yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, you don't want to get into that conversation mistakenly. (laughs) You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. You ever talk about your brothers on the air? Um, yeah, a couple of them, sure. So I thought you did. Tom <laughs> tells Heinz brothers stories all the time, especially the funeral one. He oh, loves the funeral, the funeral one. Which one was that now? He, we're not going to tell that story on the, on the <laughs> podcast. The okay. one when, when Tom had a little bit of a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. No, we're not going to tell you. We're not you know, and it's, why, it's why, I mean, we're really, there's there's seven siblings that I have. There's eight of us right. all together, if you, for those of you who can't do the math. Um, <laughs> but, um, see, uh, seven. Yeah, let's see. And you're the other John. one. Exactly. Okay. I was told there'd be no math. Um, but it, we all get along very, very well for the, for the most part. But, you know, one of them is just sort of a little, you know, removed from the family. We don't keep in touch as much. But, John. Uh, that. but yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's John. Yeah. There's one of the two that start with a J. John. <laughs> no, and uh, and almost all of us still live in, in town here. My brother Jim and his partner moved out to. Uh, I didn't know what you didn't stay in touch with one of your siblings. Yeah, we're just not, we're not real close. That's too bad. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Is it Mark? <laughs> I don't know. Is it Dan? <laughs> oh, Dan got pissed off at me. This is a true story, by the way. I did an interview in 1987, somewhere, yeah. somewhere in there, and trying to give John, because John and I spent so much time together, it was unbelievable. God, I mean, we would just sit in the car, and I would drink Pepsi Light, and we'd drive around the lakes and just do. Just mock people. <laughs> It'd be like the kind people. of thing you would do today if you were at the state fair, <laughs> wait for them to come by. But we had to go driving out to, to find them. And we would just drive around and just mock them back and nice. forth. Not insultingly, not insulting them, no. just back and forth for ourselves. Right, they didn't hear it. Except when I yelled at them. What was the, when, then we'd end up at the Chinese restaurant out on Cedar. What was it called? Uh, oh, Szechuan yeah. Star? No. No, no, no. <laughs> on Old Cedar. 
on Old Cedar. It was oh god, I can't remember the name. Of it. Anyway, I anyway. can't remember the name. Of it. But honest to God, so so we were, would ride around and do this stuff. So I did this interview, and I can't remember the, it was I don't know Star Tribune or just somebody. And me, Dan has not spoken to me since that day. Is it true? His younger brother, because I said John is a lot funnier off the air than he is on the air, oh. meaning it as a compliment. Well, and Dan's like. What a prick. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. I said, John's a lot funnier off the air than he is on the I air. I subsequently straightened him out on that, though. But he still hasn't talked to me. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, that no, was just I'll an excuse your number, he you just tell, never you wanted to talk to you Well, again. that's exactly right. <laughs> it's exactly right. No, no. It's, well, you know, we got the same deal. I got, I got six brothers and sisters, and it's, you know, they're out there mixing it up. Yep. Yep. So everybody in the family is doing well. And the yeah, one that you just yeah. totally abandoned. Mom your is idea. just across the river from where we are over That's at, what I heard. at Catholic Elder Care. She is. And she's, you know what I, what I find? You know, Cliff and Bo Siegel. Sure, sure. Their mother, Yetta, is still alive. She's 95 years old. We just heard her granddaughter. With a name like Yetta, you live forever. Yetta. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, you're going you're that way, different. yeah. <laughs> Ashley, who's Cliff's daughter, uh, was our server at Bar La Grasse on Saturday night. That was amazing. I, it was unbelievable. Yeah. She said, you don't remember me, do you? Well, the last time I saw her, she was three. <laughs> so, no, I don't remember. <laughs> you look just my like how you. It's honestly got true. You know, somebody's, you know, we talk, I got my good friend, uh, uh, Smitty, Gary Smith, who's a longtime bartender. His his mom is 102 now. And really? still pretty darn sharp, although her hearing's going and she doesn't. She's in radio. Not as quick as she was, you know, once. <laughs> but um, we were talking about why these people living longer, some of these people, the, the extreme cases. And I always come back with, they did not eat processed foods for the first half of their lives. That's true. You're absolutely they right the about first half of their lives eating foods that, you know, came from gardens and grocery stores and things like that. Cans were not an option, you know, when, in 1940 or wherever unless they were. Unless you canned it yourself. That's yeah. very Yeah, true. right. Yeah, unless you put it up yourself <laughs> and then you knew what you put in it. But they also did hook cigarette factories right up to them, so <laughs> it balanced out. <laughs> Turned the, it all the pillows out. into the house. So I want to hear what's going on in the chat room. You said there was a lot of talk about oh, It's hard to look at the chat room and listen to you guys why the chat's super because <laughs> i'm today. not is it equipped uh is, have you seen anything well while she's looking it up six one two three one three oh two eight seven is the number if you'd like to call and thank you again to paul stag for calling and that really was a hell of a treat say the number again slowly six one two three one three oh two eight seven you know, why did Catherine give me a different number for <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, did she call in sometime. You wrote it she down, She gave me wrong. a number, and that's I was like, right. I don't think that's the number I, that, uh, that I got. So, really? No. It's I'm right just, behind you on the board. Well, I'm going to look at what you gave me, for goodness sakes, because I entered it and saved it. So I thought that sometime. It's shocking to hear right. that Heinz's voice is deeper than Tom's. Yeah, oh. Well, I don't think that's true. Think, no, it is true. Your voice has always been deeper than mine. You know, I did call. I don't know if Catherine remembers this, but I called your house once. And she answered the phone and said, hello. And I said, hello. <laughs> and she's like, where have you been? And I said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was just, I was just kidding. I was where just kidding. Where have you I been? Was, I sounded like that to <laughs> Well, no, I was, you know. But I just, she picked up the phone and said, hello. Because you kind of, you know, have that sort of, <laughs> yeah, hello. Yeah. 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 Well, the thing about that is, is that I was told, and I don't know, that I suppose it's true. But apparently my voice has three different tones in it. There's a high, a middle, and a low tone. So some people don't. Don't hear the high, and some people don't hear the low. I guess that's what I was told. Anyway. Well, let me turn the uh, the low all the way up. Now talk. Okay. Well, yeah, that sounds really good. I, this is John Hines at WCZ. <laughs> Rick S. says, all those guys have the voice, meaning you three. Puff says, I met Tony Fly once. I don't know why he's in here. He's a douchebag. What? Yeah, no Tony, did you know that? We were talking about. Tony, did you know I'm you were a douchebag? No, Tony, Tony Fly. Tony Fly. Fly. Is he even in? Where did he come from? Oh, here he is. He has a podcast. Oh, he has a podcast. Sean said there will not be radio legends like this forty years from now, and Rick S said I can't imagine we'll be talking about Tony Fly twenty years from now. Tony Fly is getting hammered on the chat room. That's why. Yeah. 
Doughboy wants to know if you want to go to Pizza Luce for dinner. Who wants to know? Somebody said you'll bring your boy. What, Manila's is closed? (laughs) Do you know why they said that? I don't know. Because there was just a shooting at St. Paul Pizza Luce. Oh, really? Yikes. There was, yeah, the one on 4th Street. Yeah. Well, at least I get mine delivered. 4th Street. These guys were... uh, So what was the actual invitation? What was the intent of that message? It just says, ask Tom if he wants to go to Pizza Luce for dinner. Uh, Well, John, John and Don and I are going to Milano's over in Frogtown right after this weekend. <laughs> that poor guy got killed. <laughs> there was, right? He got yeah, killed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Mua. There was a shooting. Mua? What? There were two shootings over the weekend. One at Pizza Luce and one at Milano's in Manila. Frog- was it Milano's? Is that what they call it? Milano's, isn't it? Right, whatever. P- which Mike, it's your name. <laughs> Come on. Is it? Well, look it up if you would. I, sh- but yeah, unfortunately, the bartender and the owner of the bar, a sports bar on Frogtown, got killed. Apparently there was an argument, and two guys were arguing, and the bartender, who everybody just loved, I guess. I didn't know the guy, but... They didn't see the sign on the door, either, that said, you know, bands. No handguns. Yeah. His name was Mua? Mua, yeah. His name was... um, God, I can't remember his first... D... I can't remember what his first name was. We went to school with three Muas, all related, yeah. Yeah, but I think in oh, no, four, the Hmong culture, there's only about yeah, ten yeah. surnames. Because I remember um, they were talking about some other guy named Mua, and I was like, oh, is yeah. he related? And they were like, nope. Dua Mua. Dua Mua is what was the name of the, of the joint again now? Do they say there? What does it say? Alex is looking it up. Oh, The Pizza Luce was in um, <clears throat> Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Minneapolis. <clears throat> you said St. Paul. It was in Minneapolis. Yeah. And uh, the Frogtown Bar. You can look at uh, oh, Duamu starred as Spider yeah. in uh, oh, Grand Torino. Yep. Yeah, Grand Torino. Remember Spider in the sure. movie yeah. Grand Torino? Yeah. yeah, they went yep. to high school with him. Mm-hmm. Middle school. And Meyer school? says lots Fairies. of low voices in this podcast. I hope everyone is wearing support. And they're talking about <laughs> Catherine. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I have done. Anybody? Put on some jumpsuits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get that done. But, it, you know, it's not that it's not the radio low voice thing. It's not that, you know what, man? I hate it. Oh, God, did I hate that. Molinas. Molinas. There, there we go. go. Molinas. We, had, we all had it wrong. Milano. Somewhere in between. Vanilla. Yeah. Uh, mint Milano, yeah. Oh, here we go. That was in peppermint forever. tea. Good stuff. That was one of the King of Queens great lines by Leah Remini. What? <laughs> she said, let's go to the movie. And Kevin James said, I want to go to the movie. But you'll love the movie because it stars Alyssa Milano. She's a beautiful woman and her name is a cookie. <laughs> 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 there are a lot of good. There was a funny thing on Will and Grace about Mint Milano too. Yes. Was there? Yep. What was it? Karen. What's her? I love Karen. Yeah. What's her Megan name? Mullally. Megan Mullally. Megan Mullally. Yeah. Megan Mullally. I love her. She was allowed one Mint Milano a day, and she <laughs> flipped out on her maid about how she didn't get her daily Mint Milano. She was screaming at her, and then the maid said, "What's that on your shirt?" And she goes. Milano. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what the hell. People want John to say, yippee, skippy, and uh, hi. Uh, hi? What's uh, hi? Oh, yeah. You know what? And that came, remember um, Carmen the Nurse? Carmen, Carmen the sure. Nurse. Carmen Kisselman. Uh, we were doing a contest, and it was her daughter who had won the prize for the contest. She just happened to say, yippee, skippy, and just blurted that out. And apparently it was part of uh, their home life. So we right. put together yippee, skippy, it's Friday. Yep. You know, I just seem to remember yippee, yeah. skippy, yep. It's Friday. And, and you're playing the, the yeah. horn very badly. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. A personal shot. Yeah, well, I had an old Wurlitzer uh, bugle, <laughs> and I had no clue how to play it. I used to change the notes and the tones by raising my eyebrows. Because I... <laughs> I, I have no clue. I have absolutely no musical concept or talent whatsoever. Couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. That's why I used to love when you would start to go off and do Johnny Mathis or something like oh, that. Oh, singing, yeah. Yeah, because it's like you could actually sing these things. I once went yeah. to McPhail as part of a bit and took, um, <laughs> and took voice lessons to see if, if this uh, voice teacher could teach me to sing. And we were doing it. I was recording it. We'd edit it and play it back on the air. And seriously, after like two lessons, he said, uh, "You know, I know this is for radio and everything, but you know, why? Let's why don't you just not waste your time? <laughs> you know, it's what he said. Really? My time and your time. Let's just not. You can't sing at all. No, no. And was it? I don't know where this came from, but Bergie used to always say, "Say it. Never try to teach a pig to sing. Oh. <laughs> what? It <laughs> wastes your okay. time and annoys the pig. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm sure that's true. Actually, this morning uh, on the. Hey, you Morning show, I was I was singing Roger Whitaker because they found that 
that uh, wasn't it Henry Smith, I think was the name of the the uh, ore carrier, the freighter that sunk a hundred right. years right. ago. Yep. And they uh, they just found it, so we were doing a little Roger Whitaker this morning. The opening line. The big, the, the, there's a ship lies rigged and ready in the harbor. Exactly. <laughs> Tomorrow for old England, she sails. you got to do it like that. <laughs> <laughs> but the big hit last week was. Ha harbor. Yeah, ha harbor. The big hit last week was Kenny Rogers because they love it when you go. You painted up your lips and rolled and curled your tinted hair. <laughs> Why did he do that? Yeah. It's probably when reverb was invented. No, he yeah. said with his own voice. Sold. Let's just say the it check cleared. Sold. The check cleared. Yeah. John, had, and we, it wasn't to rip anybody, but it was a brilliant line. KS95, when they started on the air, their slogan was, it's always 95 and sunny. Yes, I remember that, too. And then every other song they played was a Kenny Rogers song. So John, one of them, he said... Okay, it's 95, where it's always Wait. 95 and Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, over the years, all of us worked together. First of all, I think the birthplace of most of the radio talent in this town was KSTPAM back in the early and mid-70s. I yeah. mean, everybody who went on to do something worked at that station either together or within a year or two. But and, what happened to WDGY? It, it was, yeah. it seemed... For the rock and roll crowd, at least. Right. The starting place. And there were a great bunch of names that worked there. Yeah. Did they just, once WDGY stopped, did they stop? Yeah, yeah. I think with the emergence of FM radio, right? Yeah, I mean, it's exactly. pretty much, you know, what killed that. And then um, they switched over and did a, a, a country format for a while. They did, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, There's and, another place I was told I wasn't good enough to work. But anyway, <clears throat> you know. Dr. George Young. Dr. George Young, exactly. Yeah. But no, that that was a... That was a, an interesting place to work for me for about six months until I got fired. At WDGY? WDGY, yeah. Yeah. That's where I was when you came to KSCP. I went to WDGY, and I, I think I'd lasted about six months. It was, was DGY. Right. You never said the W. I never said the W. So I'm not saying Ouija, and I'm not saying <laughs> WDGY. I'll say DGY. That's it. <laughs> I don't make enough money to do all four letters in the call. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. One of the, my favorite stories. Is, and I think Rob Sherwood told me this story. Um, he was he was program director at U100, WRH, U-Raw. And um, Tom comes over to talk to him about a possible position. And they're sitting there in his office. And, um, and uh, Tom just announces, by the way, the cat don't follow no format. And it just, just like, and Roger would just kind of closes the book that he had open in front of him and just goes, well, I guess we're done here. <laughs> well, I guess we're done here. Okay, there's another job I didn't get. Uh, what are you going to do? That was, gee, I wonder how it never was that I was out of radio for five, six years there. Couldn't get a job. I don't know, I don't know how that ever happened. Thank God for that Capitol Records gig. He would have starved. Listen to you. I mean, listen, I could have done Kenny Rogers impressions all, the way, yeah, all day long. I could have done them all day long. Getting in good shape can be a real pain in the ass. I want to hear more from the chat room after this, by the way. We have a bit. Yes, I love, Oh, this. yeah, we can play. Yeah, absolutely. Getting in good shape can be a real pain in the ass. Here are a few reasons why. You have to search through 50 different brands and models. It feels like you're paying for bullshit features where your razor doubles as a flashlight or a toothpick or whatever. And who wants to pay 20 bucks for a new razor? Dollar Shave Club invites you to join our society of smarter men. All you have to do is go to dollarshaveclub.com forward slash Tom to get high-quality razors delivered to your door for just a couple of bucks a month. They've made it simple. High-quality razors, 100% guaranteed, sent on schedule. So you never have to think about shaving or razors again. Every month you get a new pack, and every week you change your blade. I get a fresh blade every week, and it feels fantastic. Next time you find yourself looking for that dirty, rusty razor, remember there is a better way. Go to dollarshaveclub.com forward slash Tom. Great razors delivered to your door. Save money. Shave well. dollarshaveclub.com forward slash Tom. We go now to a press conference with Brett Favre on WGR in Buffalo. Thank you. Uh, just want to say, regarding the ugly departure from the Packers in 2008, I was at fault in the breakup, although both sides had a part in it in uh, Excuse me, reporter in the front row, what's your name? I'm Bob, from the St. Paul Pioneer no, Press. No, no, son, not you. Philly in the tight red polo. Hey, that's French, ain't Lacoste, right? I know, because there's an alligator on your boob. What? Yeah, I'd like to offer you a private interview back in my RV. We can crack some cold ones, strip down to our Crocs. We can take some pictures. What do you say? You're about a pig. What? Oh, that's right. 
I'm stupid. I'm married, too, I guess. There I go again. But I was serious. I already texted you some pictures of my wiener, so we're already acquainted. What do you think about this? Go to hell. What the hell? Sorry, Viking. This has been Brett Favre on WGR in Buffalo. Boy, he's going to love that one. Oh, Brett. <laughs> Tony Lee with the bit, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, Brett uh, was a big fan of the KQ Morning Show. I know that. Mm-hmm. What did he take us for, like a $3 million, something like that? Yeah, there was a little lawsuit. <clears throat> was there a lawsuit, actually? There was oh, a lawsuit, God, yes. yeah. Who hasn't sued Tom? That's true. John hasn't yet. Tom hasn't yet. But it could be coming at any moment. Any moment now. Well, people really love it when Don Shelby drops the F bomb. Yes, they do. Sure. They they love that when you drop the F bomb. They think that's just priceless. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't? God, to treat. And Tony does too. (laughs) Thanks, Tony. Well, you know, Paul's, nice. Paul's I'll come over to your house, and I'll just say it a lot. Would you? <laughs> yes, if you'd like me to. <laughs> he could do your outgoing message for you. Oh. Most definitely. You know, Paul Stegg was the GM my very first radio job. Really so was? Everybody's connected. Yeah. yeah. At w- LTE, W Light. Yep. Oh, God. That, was, that was CCOFM uh-huh. later on. Yep. Right. Really, honest to God. I had no idea. I had no. Yeah, he was a PD a couple different places, wasn't he? I think. So, John. Yes. Apparently, Tony can't hear me. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Is the rest of the at CCO I FM? But I think he stayed when they switched over to W Light. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, he was uh-huh. he was at CCO FM for a long time. Yeah. So you're going to be in radio forever? Uh, yeah, well, you know, I, because I I'm, I made some mistakes in my life. I need to stay in it for a few more years. <laughs> um, and so, and then, uh, but yeah, I'll do this for a couple more years. A couple more years, you think? A couple more. I hope. I wish I can. I hope I can. Well, I don't know why not. Yeah, I mean, with some it, nice people there, by the way. Yeah, you know, I'm very lucky that, uh, to work at that place uh, at WCCO because it is a bunch of uh, good people there. Now you got Dave Lee, who's yep. a really good guy. Yep. And who else you got on the, the deal? Um, uh, favorites. Uh, I shouldn't have done that because he doesn't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> he's 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 got on my way over here, listening to uh, to John Williams, who oh, uh, John Williams does right. a great job. I, I enjoy listening to him because it's like I still got to learn this whole interviewing thing. I end up over asking the question. Mm-hmm. I tend to do that when I, I instead I could almost a lot of times when you're interviewing somebody, you just can make a statement. If the person knows what they're talking about, you just simply make a statement. And then sit back and wait for them to answer instead of over-asking the question and giving them part of the answer at the same time. Part, part of the, um, the interesting part for me is learning how to shorten the question. And if you can shorten the question to one word, that's really kind of cool. Because if they get on a roll and they're talking, just by say, saying something like, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How? Just those things will start them on a more fulsome kind of explanation about what they're doing. If you can just get that one word in there, why? And you and you say, <laughs> "Well, we answered the last couple." That's exactly what I need to, to learn to do to do that to do that better. Because you know, doing so long for music radio, this is somewhat of a, a new thing for me. You'd think somewhat of a new thing. You've been doing it for four years. You should have it by now. But I'm still learning it as I go. Well, so you do. I mean, absolutely. And again, one of the legendary radio stations in the market, no question about that. Don, oh, yeah. you were there for how long? Ten. Ten. You were there for ten years. Yeah. My God. It's all right. So we're not going to, by the way, we're not going to sit at the table and add up the years in the business. It's not going to happen. So <laughs> forget about it because it's going to be over a bill. <laughs> wow. Isn't that amazing when you think about that? Well, just think. Stag's at 55. I'm 50. You're how many? 41. 40. So that's 141. How many for you? 42. So 183 years of experience just in this Sit around like a bunch of old farts and still talking about it, right? No, not that Somebody hum glory days in the background. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's very, very true. A portion of the profits of the Tom Bernard Podcast goes directly to the Smile Network. The Smile Network is a nonprofit organization that provides life-altering reconstructive surgeries and related health care services to impoverished children and young adults in developing countries. The Smile Network, together we are constructing lives one bright smiling face at a time. This has been a ball, you guys. Hey, thanks for, uh, for having me come by. Did she give you the right number? You know, I, I gave you the right address yet. anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? Well, see, and I worked in this building for, I don't know, five yeah, or six years. Yeah, you LOL was in yeah. here. Yeah, we were, we were right downstairs. No yeah, right across from yeah. uh, Aaron, Aaron Stokes. Stokes. Yeah. See? Even more oh, history yeah. in the... 
historical. I was on your show building. once here in this building. Yeah, you came over. Yeah, came well, you know, over probably more than once, yeah. but we came over and talked uh, during the radiothon we did after Jacob Wetterling disappeared. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah that for 27 and a half hours wow. trying to raise some yeah. money for missing children in Minnesota. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for coming by. Thank you. Um, Andy and Alex have moved out. So if you need a place to stay, <laughs> well, it's never going to happen again. Because after I got divorced the last time, you were among those who said, if you ever think about getting married again, there's a, there's a list of people who come over and just, you know, beat me up. So I swear to God, John mentioned he's not going to get married again. I looked over. Bella's tail is wagging. <laughs> Quick story. I know you got to sign off here. Are you done here now? No, we, we can go. My, on my, uh, my girlfriend, who lives in her house. And, you know, the other side of the river, and I live at my house. Mm-hmm. And occasionally we get together. We were driving around downtown once, looking at all this new construction, the lofts and the buildings and all right. this stuff. And, and she said, you know, well, you and I, when we get a little older, we should think about, you sell your home, I'll sell my home. We'll get a place together. You don't have no. to get married. And I said, Levinson. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I, I, I should have said, well, that's an idea worth visiting in the future. But that's not what came uh, out. It's oh. just like, it's like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> <laughs> no. Have you checked your scorecard? <laughs> no. It's like, Let's no. not even think about that, sister. <laughs> I haven't lost a sock since my wife left me. So, really? Yeah. Now, which one? Uh, <clears throat> anyway. EW3. Right EW3? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Well, that all works out in the end. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Follow Tom on Twitter at Radio Tom Bernard and visit TomBernardPodcast.com. www.tombernardpodcast.com. And thanks for stopping by.